Losing Banner Podcast. Losing Banner Podcast. Losing Banner Podcast. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Losing Banner Podcast. I am your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, is the legendary Brew Crew. What up, fellas? I was reading this weekend. <laughs> mama, mama. Guys, nah, it doesn't taste like dirt. Uh, my name is Lou Belgium, ladies and gentlemen. I'm wondering, does Delaware have an actual culture? This is the podcast that we talk about fear, but we also talk about a lot of things that's happening in the world. Politics, movies, anything really that comes to our mind while we're here. Sampling these brews. Grab a drink and pull up a chair. <laughs> Ooh, we love you, Bruce Adventure Podcast. Ballin' like I'm in the NBA. Know these rats cannot see TSA. They found me now, I have to relocate. Fit to take off on spaceship. I don't care. Travis Scott never fails. I like Travis Scott. He never misses. Well, that was nice. Oh, Travis Scott is on on the track, but yeah, that is. Yeah, I I know. Uh, I know what Travis song, but Travis will make a song. Is it a new drink? No. Don't, don't Travis know. do more production though? Does he do production? I'm asking. Production? No, he just he just raps. Yeah, yeah. He's just a rapper. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. I would I didn't think that. I mean, he got the uh, whole well, the Astro World stuff, but uh, I think yeah. uh, I think he's just a uh, a rapper in the in a. I think he's a sound. I don't even know if he's a. <laughs> he, yeah, not, that's what I was. That's why I thought he was a producer. I, I don't. Or, or not a rapper. <laughs> anything that he says, yeah. I'm like, what, what is he saying? Because he's not the best rapper. So I can make you bob your, your head to the left and to the right. A sound. Yeah, I give. I give that. I, I like that better than the right. sound yeah. guy. <laughs> he's a sound. He's a sound man in this. Interview. Yo, that's lit to be a sound though. Like everybody, as soon as you want something, people know it's you. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was Travis. <laughs> I don't know nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely know who was Travis, though. Uh, right. Uh, what up, what up? Welcome to Bruising Banter Podcast, where the topic is the rocket and the brew. We'll have the fuel. And I'm your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, the legendary brew crew. What's going on, fellow? What hey, up? How you guys doing out there? Hi. This is uh, episode 208 Big of uh, the podcast. Uh, Big game. It seemed like uh, since we've got past two hundred, it seemed like two. It, it goes Yo, slow. It's, like, right? it yeah, it's like taking a lot to get to two ten, right? Like two ten has been far. It was because right? of, of that little break. Know. That's why, right? But if, we went, if we went for that, I think we would be like. It's only been. It has been three months. I was about to say it's only been, but it's been like three months. But yeah. there, there was like two, 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 at least two. So probably like two twelve if you count the if you really count episodes yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because you don't count the log jamming nah, at back to back joint. That don't See, count. It's Rob fault that it seemed like it's going. Yeah, we on like we like we really on like two fifty three. Right, right. Man, we done did, we did, we did, we did a lot of off things that you didn't count. <laughs> they're called they're called bonus episodes. Yes, the um, bonus episodes count though. We, we yeah, they like count. Two, they count, two, but they don't. Two twenty six, something like that. They're specials. They're like uh, special. I mean, um, I just, either way. Right. Oh, before the, before this, uh, at, well, 
by the time this episode uh, will air, it will be uh, someone had would have had a birthday. Or are you starting your forty third? I don't know how how Lou looks at it, so I don't know. Uh, it's so forty three is his forty fourth year around the sun. <laughs> it's his forty third birthday. So happy birthday, Yoda! Happy birthday! <laughs> Also, yeah. also, happy birthday to my firstborn. His birthday was on yeah, last Thursday. Uh, Cheers to him. Uh, happy 15th birthday, Elijah. Love 15. you, sir. You say yeah, 15? Yeah, he's 15. Yeah, these Jeez. Negroes is turning no. 15. And like, oh. He behind the wheel of the car. He, he's Jeez. driving through the parking lots and everything this weekend. I don't know what's happening. Huh. All right. Here. Yeah, for, yes. not, not for not for myself or you, little world. For America. I'm scared, I'm scared for the, for the world. world. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't scared for me. I know these niggas. I know. <laughs> no, I'm scared for y'all. I, these is motherfucking crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> she three months away from being 15. Your daughter. Yeah. All right. Um, but did we do have a uh, great guest with us today, dude? Um, if you see the episode, it does say the return of uh, Mr. Lemon. Uh, he has award uh, winner Lemon. Yeah, the uh, he has uh, came back as a conquering king, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> he has conquered. That's how you think it, Sam. The return of Mister. Yo, that sounds like a movie. Yeah, the return <laughs> of Mister. Lemon. I feel like he has. He has. I think now got put some respect on the name, right? Yeah. Mister. Lemon. Yeah, Mister. Yeah. Lemon. Now it's always Mister. <laughs> lemon, Mister. Jamal. But it, it's never Le- Lemon or Jamal. No. Right. Right. You gotta. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, if, if you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about. Uh, James Beard award winning writer Jamal Lemon. Let me bring him to the podcast. Welcome, welcome, sir. Yes, sir. Congratulations. Congratulations you, are in thank order. You, thank y'all. Yo, you, back, you, you making us famous. Thank you. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey, I mean, I mean, I you you since, you, uh, since you won that award. Say, why not? How many interviews you've done since you won that award? It's the first one, man. Makes us feel even more he special. Just, he's working on his uh his 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 next one. That's all he's working yes, on. Yeah, he gotta go back to no, back. I know, yeah, I know what happened. They was like, Can we interview you? He's like, nah, I'm waiting for Bruce and Banner. I got one yeah. already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for Bruce and Banner. And then after that, I'll let you guys have me. <laughs> well, before thank, we you get, for, thank you for the exclusive, brother. Yes, sir. Before we get into all that, we always like to know what everybody is drinking on, so. What are we drinking today? Uh, and we always start with our guest. So, Jamal, are you drinking any? Mr. Lemon, are you drinking anything? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. We, my wife and I, we just got in from uh, Sarasota and picked up our son. So, I'm just at the house chilling, drinking absolutely nothing now. Okay. okay. All right. I ain't nothing wrong with that. No, we, be- we do that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, oh, sometimes, sometimes people wonder if this is a craft beer drinking podcast. They've asked before. Who asked that? No, don't worry about I it. I need we'll names. Talk, we'll, we'll talk that after off air. All right, uh, yo, what you drinking on? We're gonna go jump on word. <laughs> yo, stop being then violent. I, then I'll watch in the podcast. It's your birthday. You too oh, old listen. to be fighting. Yo, listen, you never too old for a good one. <laughs> if that's how you fight, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't don't do it. Don't put him up. You never old. You see them old. 1924, 1924 squabbles. But today I'm drinking uh from Gold Finger Brewing Company. That can's nice. Yeah, it's it's like a superhero. It's a nice can. This is their my my box. Am I saying that right? Yeah, my box. It comes in at a good whopping. 
several percent ABV, and I think most of them do come in like round seven and higher, maybe. What but my yeah. box in general, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, is that my... the logo for the the can, or is that the logo for the company? Uh-huh. I think okay. it's the logo for the yeah, it's the logo for the brewery. Okay, yeah, because look. If we look at it sideways. Yep, that that gold. That's their G. All the Gs, yeah. All the yeah, Gs yeah. look like that. Yep. But it is okay. a, it is a nice uh, logo like they that. got there. I do like that. I might. I wonder if they got a hat just for like a do a play a on my on last name. Yeah, yeah, that Gunther. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. Huh? <laughs> don't put it. Don't nobody listen to this, man. Yo, don't yo, nobody listen to us. Edit, edit that out, Rob. Don't, don't, nobody even listens. Yo, to but this is what it looks like. I got it here in my uh, black is beautiful. Damn. You put that to the room. <laughs> no, look, because I drank, I drank some out of it, right? And then I was like, "Let me get rid of the rest of it," and I just poured it up to them. <laughs> uh, but it's a, it's a legit Maybach. It's good. It's nice. It's uh has a little floral flavors to it, mm. and it's also a little. Um, this one's a little sweeter than the ones I had before, but I like this. I would pass me another of this. <laughs> I'm about to put this down. <laughs> down on your down on the ground or down in your belly? In my belly. Uh, Get in know. my belly. All right. Yes. <laughs> All right, Lou. All right. That was interesting. Um, I, I went to Love City Brewing. Shout out to Hannah and uh Britt and Buffy and all of them. Uh Tart Beats, their limited release. This is a uh, strawberry lemon number eight. Yeah, strawberry lemon. It's a 5.8. It's a sparkling tart ale with, like I said, strawberries and lemon. Love cities out of Philadelphia. Uh, I didn't. It tastes like strawberry and lemon. <laughs> like it's it's heavily flavored. It don't taste like ale to me. It tastes like strawberry and lemon. That's what you they try to bring do. that out because we got Mr. Lemon on the um. You got podcast. Come on, man. Don't don't. Uh, <laughs> I see what you're doing. Don't try to call me out, man. He probably was like, "Whoop! I got lemon in it." Just let it. Just let it happen, man. It's always organic, and you try to make it inorganic. <laughs> Lou was like, "What beer got lemon in it?" Reading all of them. <laughs> nah, I had this for weeks, man. I, I had this. I have. I've been waiting on this for weeks. <laughs> well, you know, oh, yeah, it's coming on here for weeks. So uh, I. Yeah. I said I, I, I didn't lie. I said I've been waiting on it two weeks. I bought look, I got the I got the thing at long jam. I ain't drunk this since. I've been waiting. I've been I waiting. Yeah, I knew I what it. I was doing, guys. I knew what I was doing. But yeah, this is what it looks like uh in the glass. Like it, it has a lot of flavors of uh the sour lemon and then the sweetness of the strawberry flows through. Shouts out to Harriet Tubman. Uh but yeah, it's really good, man. Uh pass me another. Like I can't wait to see what number nine the flavors are. It sucks that it's limited release because, like, you ain't getting this again, but it's delicious. Uh, it might if it's popular, maybe. I, I think when they when we had them on, they said that's it. They make yeah, but like, you, but if, 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 if it gets hits like that, then they always, I don't know, like anything, they always bring it back if it hits. Yeah, I don't know, man. Man, anything, I mean, <laughs> money will make you bring back anything, right? Um, Rob G, yes, sir. Are you drinking this week? Yeah, what I am. On, sir? I got uh, from my fin back. I have down the line is a Ellis Lager right there. There it is. I mean, can't... you said Ellis, Hellis, Hellis, Hellis. Yep, there you go. Here it is in, the, in my bruising bandage glass right there. There it is. Oh, nice gold collection. You can see through it, so it's uh, solid. That's my that's my thumb on the other side. <laughs> you didn't know what it is. 
That's no one paid. cares. Nobody. <laughs> not one person. On the other side. I don't even think you care. Somebody might have. They might have like, what is that in the glass? Is that tequila? No. Is that a worm? No, that's my, my thumb. <laughs> it's your fat ass thumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, man. It's not a worm. That's my fat thumb. <laughs> that's my regular side thumb. <laughs> what else? What are we doing? With, with the hitchhiker, uh, the hitchhiker curve. thumb. The hitchhiker yeah. curve. You can do the hitchhiker curve. <laughs> yeah. That's just genetics. It's called the hitchhiker thumb. It is. Yeah. Y'all don't know? I'm not going to put mine No. Up. I did not know that. <laughs> that's, that's a real type that's of thumb. Be, the hitchhiker yeah. curve. Right. Yeah, because you don't have to go. That's already pointing in the direction you're going. <laughs> that feels like a mutation. <laughs> Maybe I'm an X-Men then. Call me an X-Man. <laughs> Even doing thumb, thumb push-ups. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so your your joint is bad. My thing, my I got a car rider thumb. Like this shit is a driver thumb. You know what I'm saying? You got the hitchhiker uh, curve or something. I don't know. It's something. <laughs> Fuck. You know what? Let's just get. Please, <laughs> we, 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 we got an award winner on it. We talking about so crass. Yes, that's fun. Um, maybe that's about the next article: crassness and beer. <laughs> Does it go hand in hand? We'll be interviewed. He'll be interviewing us. <laughs> Uh, but we do have, like I said, well, we all have some great beers, but we do have uh, uh, Mr. Lemon here today with us after his, uh, he went, he, he, I guess he saw, he wrote, he saw, he conquered, he wrote, get it, that was good stuff. Uh, <laughs> you can't congratulate yourself on your jokes, man, you can't do that. I, I think that. I can, I think you can. Like Snoop did, I want to thank me for me. Shit. You can, you can do, do that. And I feel like you have to do that, actually. Patch, yeah, patch yourself right. on the back. And corporate America, they say, you want a raise? Tell me what you re- deserve a raise for. They got to they make you. Well, joke, jokes in particular, you should not. <laughs> but <laughs> I want to just your jokes. <laughs> your jokes are horrible. <laughs> yeah, my jokes are great. Um, <laughs> I lost my th- train of thought. Yeah. Thanks. Get back, get back on, special, the, get back on yes. the Mr. Lemon drink. Right. Right. Uh, well, I was, it was, um, it was about the article. I guess it's, I guess, is it considered an article or the, is the writings? Like, I don't really know. Yeah. Uh, like, is it, let's just start off with that. Yeah. Like, so how, what is the award for? Like, what did you get the award for a year's worth of writing or did you get the award for a specific article that you wrote? What, what did you win yeah. your James Beard? So for? I got the article for one, art. I got the article. I got the award for one article that I wrote. So last okay. year, is it 2022? Last time I was on this, uh, you guys' podcast, I was talking about the take care of the root and all that stuff. So I was nominated for that three-part article. Okay. Came up short, didn't win. Um, did Like, I had heard about Jane, the James Beard Award. Like, I wasn't really tripping about it. I know, you know, you go to restaurants, it's like, oh, it's the James Beard Award right. winning. Right. Whatever. Is the food good? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <I'm not really laughs> tripping like that. Um, but when we finished the piece, like uh, Mike Stein and the rest of the guys, uh, they were like, oh, we should submit this to James Beard. They just kept saying that. They kept saying, I was like, all right, man, whatever. Just, you know, fucking let me know whenever you do it. You know, whatever, let's do it. And then while we were talking about submitting it, Good Beer Hunting had already submitted it. So when mm-hmm. I nominated, it kind of came out of the blue. I was like, oh, cool. shit, this thing is real. And then even then, I still wasn't worried about you know, winning trip. I, mean, I wasn't tripping on it that much. And then like actually going. And so the awards are held in Chicago. So going there, 
and just being in the room with all these people like Padma Lakshmi was there. Oh man, did you um, take a picture with her? Yeah, nah. <laughs> Whoa. If I, I won. Love, yo, I love that. If I won, I was in there. And like uh Lisa Lane was the host. So it's like I'm in this room. I'm just, you know, a regular dude from Charleston, South Carolina. I'm like, God damn, I actually made it. And I like I said, I wasn't even really tripping about winning until they called my category up next. And I was like, yeah, nah, fuck that. I'm trying to win. <laughs> I'm trying to win. Yeah, uh, win this. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't win. And, and like I wasn't sad or anything like that. But like how my mind works. You can't let me in a room once and then not expect me to start believing that I belong in that room. Right. So when that was over, I, I was already writing the article that, you know, fast forward that I actually won, uh, won the award for. Um, but it was like it was I, it wasn't the focus, but it was in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I had to. So the piece that I uh, got the award for was a, a, an article I wrote called Come Hell or High Water. And it's about uh, sea level rise in my hometown, Charleston, South Carolina, and how oysters in the, the brewing industry can kind of like help curb that thing. So uh, curb uh, flooding and sea level rise in Charleston, at least attempt to. Mm. And I'm uh, not going too much in detail uh, with the article, but it was basically Charleston was having an influx of folk moving to the city and you know, gentrification, redevelopment, all that stuff. But the the pain in the ass part is that they're developing on wetlands in Charleston. And wetlands function mm. as sponges for right, like right. stormwater and all that. So if you build a condo on a wetland that's actually naturally there to help mitigate uh, flood surge and all that stuff, you build a condo on that wetland, water is going to continue to flood into the city. Right away, yeah. Um, so like natural things like oysters, you know, oysters are like chicken wings in Charleston. Everybody eats oysters, you know what I'm saying? But you, you when you build on wetlands, you kill oyster beds, you kill aquaculture, all this stuff. And so the article kind of jumps all over things, but it's all connected, it's gentrification, all this stuff. But anyway, so there's this community in Charleston called Gatson Green. If you're from the area, we call it back to green, and you know, it's it's the hood, man. You know, so I used to teach over there. It's so like a little charter school, like right in the middle of the projects where I used to work my first job out of college. And that area is notorious for flooding. Like it can rain like 15 minutes. It's like a lake. Everything is flooded. And I, went, I actually went to a college with a guy who was from those projects. And he like uh, gave a quote that's in the piece and like just talking about how he grew up and how sewage would come up out of the, the tubs and rats and like all this stuff. And uh, where the beer comes in is that there was an engineering firm based out of Greenville, South Carolina. And this guy who led a study named Dr. Matt Huddleston, he wanted to see if uh, wetlands could help clean brewery wastewater. As we all know, breweries waste a ton of water. And for cities like Charleston, like breweries can't necessarily dispose of uh, their beer down the drains because that beer then goes to the municipal sites. It's hard for them to break down that beer because of the caustic, because of the, the bacteria that's in it, which means you can't discharge that brewery wastewater into an estuary, a river or a harbor, anything like that, because it will kill the aquatic life. And something like seafood is like that's big in Charleston. Like people come to Charleston for the food, for the seafood. 
So this study was like, well, what if we take that brewery wastewater and like naturally filter that water to regain pH by using cattails and like uh, uh, sweet grass and soil and all these things to kind of like create a, a man-made wetland to have that brewery wastewater sit there, filter it, regain its pH, and then uh, discharge it into an estuary. And uh, so they were able to prove that. Thought. So then I asked the uh, Dr. Matt Huddleston, "Is like, yo, would it be possible for a brewery wastewater to help restore existing wetlands in the city?" And he was like, "Yeah, optimistically speaking, yes, it is." So it was kind of like this whole like, kind of like one hand washes the other kind of thing. Mm. And again, like it has the because in any kind of issue that's going to affect humankind. Unfortunately, here in the States, you know, race is going to be in the forefront. So right. if sea level and climate change and flooding is an issue in Charleston, please believe it's a lot of black bodies that are going to kind of feel the brunt right. of that reality right. very quickly. And they're going to be displaced. And it's like, you know, it's a whole shit show. So essentially, again, I'm kind of jumping all over the place. You kind of have to go and uh, check out the piece for yourself if you have time. But like, so that's the that's what I got the uh, award for. That's dope, though. Yeah, yeah. Just that little jumping around is deep that you just that little part that you just, you just gave. All, and all that's an article. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, all yeah. It was crazy, man, because it was like so. After last year, the for the award that I didn't win, you know, I was asking my wife. I was like, "So what's next?" You know, that man, that year was crazy, man. Like I had the beer, the eight and all beer, and mm -hmm. podcast with you guys, and a few other podcasts, and. At a beer festival in Charleston, like all of this from like some an article that I wrote, like you know, what I'm saying it just had all these legs and it was like yeah. a year full of events. Got invited to Charleston Wine and Food, which is this big uh, like festival right. in Charleston, and then the James Beard thing. And so, like after all of that, I asked my wife, I was like, "Yo, what's next?" You know, kind of like just joking. She was like, "You need to talk about water. You always talk about water." Mm. And it kind of made sense. And, but I was trying to find a way in with it. Mm -hmm. and, like with the brewery. So I used to work at a brewery in D.C. called Atlas Brewery. And they're a um, 100% uh, solar-powered brewery. Everything, all the any light switch you turn on is from the, the solar panels on the wall. Mm -hmm. And it always fascinated me. So it was that and the fact that uh, they, and like a lot of other breweries, like take their spent grains and they like send them to like mm -hmm. local farms and all that stuff. Yeah. So right. everything... I always say breweries are like very, very clean and very, very sustainable. Everything's accounted for, like the, you know, the hops, the grains, recycling, mm -hmm. all shit. But the water, it's a gap there. Like they, mm -hmm. you can't really, you can't recycle water in a sense. So it was always a gap there. And I was just trying to find a way for it to make sense. And then I was just on Google and just found this, found that study. And it actually took place at a brewery in uh, Charleston called Holy City Brewing. Shout out to them, man, that the uh, Dr. Matt Huddleston used the um, the uh, wanted to, you know, clear the, the brewery wastewater and all that shit. So once I found that out, then it was easier for me to start yeah. looking up stuff with like the gentrification and all that stuff, the oysters and all that shit. Mr. Yeah, Lemon, is that only done in Charleston? What's that? The, the study of the, the, the... Yeah, yeah. There's, wow. Uh, to my knowledge, that yeah, their Holy City and uh, so the engineer firm was called the Sentara Corporation. They're the only folk that uh, that kind of did that. So yep. it's it's kind of synergy and serendipitous, isn't it? 
like you're you're from the area. It's the only place that's ever done the study for it. You like water. You drink beer. You like beer. You work. I guess for you like beer. oysters. Yeah, yeah. You gotta like oysters. Yeah, from South like, Carolina. I hope you like oysters. He got to. He he ain't say he didn't. He loved no, them. Love oysters. Yeah. Love oysters. Okay. Okay. You shucking oysters somewhere? I think I saw. Yeah, 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 yeah. My son, yeah, man. You eat them yeah. raw, like off, off the boat. Off, off, see, so my dad, yeah, that's in the piece also. So my dad eats oysters straight up like that. But he grew up in the city, where he grew up around Tidal Creek. So you can just go to the creek, pick them up, knock the, the mud off, and boom, boom, go to what? work. And what? I boom, like, boom. I like a little boom, steam. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I like a little steam. Water. I like a, a lot, lot of steam. steam. Yeah, I, like <laughs> yeah. I don't like. I don't like them too much. I don't because like a lot of times you drinking that seawater, like it can make you sick. Uh-huh. But um, like I don't like them steam too hard like that, and uh, I'll eat them fried. But like all that, like broiled with cheese man, and what, all that them, shit. Them joints is good though. Nah, <laughs> man. Give them a straight up raw dog. You oyster. gotta get them raw, man, because like the the water is the seasoning for them, man. Like, I get it, but man, listen, yeah. I watch. So, okay, so water is a seasoning. New Orleans. Orleans. So you talking about like New Orleans oysters? Taste different than South Carolina oysters because the water is different. Is that yeah, what you're actually the, telling me? So I had to. I had an expert tell me or confirm my belief as to why oysters in Charleston are so much better. So I've oh, had. You know, we were talking to experts about it. Ooh. Yeah, well, he was, he's a chef. <laughs> I put it that way. Yeah. Which makes him an yeah, right, right. right. Yeah, 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 I got absolutely, you. absolutely. <laughs> and um, so, like, I've had oysters in like the Bay Area, like San Francisco, and all that. Like, they were good, but I was like, yeah, like something missing. And like, I've had oysters from like you know he's Norfolk. Oh uh, yeah, it was, see, I'm trying to disassociate from being biased in that regard. But like I've had them, and like they're not disgusting, but it's like okay, it's good. But like when you have oysters fresh from Charleston, it's just different, man. Like the salinity, salinity of the water is just it's different, and it's like no other way to really explain it. And it's a communal thing. So like a lot of uh, places, like in the Bay Area or in the uh, northeast, mid-east, like they have like single clusters. In Charleston, we have uh, they have singles. In Charleston, they have clusters. So if if you don't know what a cluster is, it's basically like a conglomerate of a bunch of different oysters attached together. Hmm. Like, that's how we eat them like that. You know, we roast them for the most part. And, yeah, man, it's you just – if you've never been to Charleston, if you ever go, you got to go somewhere and have fresh oysters. All right, I'm going to go to Charleston. Yeah, just for the yeah, oysters. We, I think we could fly out there. Yeah, they got some fly. Yeah, straight out here. They yeah. got Villa go straight, mm-hmm. straight there now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so all so all those different things, and then you being from Charleston, like I said, in that study being in Charleston, the water you like in the water, all that stuff just goes. That was really dope, man. Like that, it's like you, and then like you said, I'm in the room. So what can I do, like, to get the award? Basically, what can I do to to make a write a better article in their eyes? Yeah. But what, and speaking of that, though, can you go back and submit an old article? No. So they do it. Uh, by that year so it had to it's okay. like a cutoff date yeah and like the so, like the like the grammys yeah so the, the crazy part is so you know last time i was on you guys podcast uh we were living in baltimore and we've since relocated to uh south florida so mm-hmm. i was actually still writing kind of like trying to tighten that thing up as we were moving like and that's a that ain't around the corner from baltimore to south right. Florida. 
pretty right. long, you know what I'm saying, move. And we have a five-year-old son, so it's like all this life going on, and I'm still trying to, you know, I'm just trying to write it because I think it's dope. But also it's like I'm talking to uh, the sort of editor for uh, Good Bear Hunting. Her name is Claire. I'm letting her know, hey, I'm trying to submit this motherfucker because I think it's got a shot. Yeah. So, you know, let's kind of like try to get this thing in here by this uh, deadline, which she did. She's awesome, man. She she really made that thing beautiful. And um, so, like, yeah, it was like a, in the midst of everything going on, like we were still every, able to kind of like get it out there. So, but like, yeah, going back to you, uh, Lou, like, bro, I ain't no church going dude, man. But like, you can't, I can't ignore all of them things in place, man, where there's yeah. some level of spirituality going on. To the point where it's like now it's like well you know i was always trying to assert, find these topics that are so deep and like being able to talk about it, where it's like now it's like no 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 i can just look back home pull from those experiences yeah. like, use whatever power yeah, it's verified too like my my home yeah. got me the award you can always right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. like my hometown yeah, actually true. got me this award yeah man. and yeah. it's funny and i'm me working with that yeah that's dope man because sometimes you i think you being a writer you can overthink like because yeah. i know when i used mm. to write music like you can overthink it it's like the simplest thing be your best thing the easiest thing that to come yeah. to you It'll be yeah. the best thing that yeah, you Yeah, like your wife said, what, how, like, you said to your wife, how can I top this? And she was like, you like water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm, yeah, I'm assuming your first cool. thought when she said that is like, that's not topping it. <laughs> I ain't going to top nothing talking about water, babe. Like, I like water when me and you is chit-chatting. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't think the people yeah, going to so like me talking about water. When she said I was always talking about water because we, like, I love that. I actually think like I kind of came into my manhood living in DC because not to kind of like bird walk too much, but like I just picked up. I went I went to DC over Christmas break in in '06, kicking with one of my frat brothers, and I was there for like two hours, and I was like, "Yo, I'm moving." Like we went to a spot, and all these black people in there, and of course the women were beautiful and I'm coming from Charleston, South Carolina where you just didn't see that. Like everybody was fresh off work, you know, brothers got their ties loose, women in their dress fresh off work and everybody's kind of like just talking and I'm coming in there and they're like, oh, where are you from? And I was like, oh, I'm moving. This is exactly where I need to be. So, you know, going through all that. here now. It took yeah, one yeah, woman to exactly. talk to me, boy, and I said, oh, yeah, when I'm from D.C. now. Yeah, when they talk about that black excellence, man, like that, I saw that in D.C. Right. that night. It's a bar called Stands. If you've ever been to D.C., everybody knows about this bar called Stands. And um, so anyway, I kind of came into my own living up there. But then in doing that, I kind of lost and couldn't do a lot of the things that I would do growing up here, uh, growing up in South Carolina, like being mm-hmm. outdoors, fishing, going to the beach whenever you want, just swimming whenever you want. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't do any of that. And so I kind of just got away from that. And then when our son was born, you know, we I just felt tight. We all felt closed in, like we were living in the city. And so we ended up leaving Baltimore because my wife wanted to be closer to her parents. They live in Delray Beach. It's like 20 minutes south of us. But like yeah. for our son, it was like a lot of tailoring. Like, uh, you don't walk over here. Don't pick that up. That's a dead rat. Don't go over there. You can only go to the playground. Like, we live in the city. And then, you know, we're living. 
we're living in Baltimore, and you know, we're living in a nice area, but you know, it's still Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore with the shit. So it's like you got all kind of craziness going on, man. And you know, DC's a little bit more brushed off, but they still got the rats, and then you know, it's still it's the city, man. (laughs) Yeah. And um, so like just coming down here, you know, I I was able to kind of like get back to like a lot of those Charleston roots, like. We go for like so. My wife, we went. I went with her to Sarasota for a wedding, which is like three hours uh, west of where we live. And while she's at the wedding, I went fishing, chartered a boat, and so that's mm-hmm. like stuff I grew up doing. And like I'm able to do that whenever I want him. Our son yeah. loves the outdoors, loves swimming. We go to the beach every weekend. Like we go swimming every at least every two days or something. You know, something crazy because we can do it all the time. So, right. You know, it, it's cool just to be able to do that stuff. Yeah. So so uh just going back to the to the award, like when once you I mean, I know it's just your it was your second go round, but like when you're sitting in that seat and that and your your category is calling, did you say, I think I got it this year? Did you feel it or are you so or? I'm a, I'm gonna back up some more. So when I found out about the story about the water, I was like, God damn, boy, I think I got something, man. If y'all like that one about the shoots fest and all that, I think y'all really gonna like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, no bullshit, man. And when I and hold on, let me stop you there because yeah. the first time when you got nominated, you was like, ah, yeah, yeah, y'all yeah. submitted, yeah. submitted, yeah. and yeah. now you walk, you walked in another like, submit this, submit this right, right now. You can't bring me to that party and tell me I can't come back. Oh, no, I'm coming back to the party. Right, right. It's that athletic, you know, I played sports, college, high school, whatever, so I kind of got that mentality. Oh, I belong here. Yeah, Yeah, for sure, for sure. Keep going. Submitted it, and then, um, like, so all of this is going on in my head about, no, I'm winning this shit this year, but I'm not, like, telling my wife. Like, she's like, oh, are you you want to win the James Beer? I was like, I ain't really worried about that. But in my mind, it's like, uh. <laughs> so the day that the uh, the nominations came, like I knew that I knew exactly when the nomination was gonna come out. So all morning I'm checking that shit, and they didn't, they haven't released it yet. So then I put my phone down. I was like, all right, let me just go ahead and do some work. And um, we have a Slack group with uh, Good Beer Honey, which is basically like a text message of all the contributors. <laughs> All that stuff. Yeah. So uh, Michael Kaiser, he's the creative director, owner, CEO of Good Beer Honey. He uh, jumps into Slack and is like, hey, the James Beard uh, noms came out. We got two nominations. Boom. He sent one of them out. And what the one that he sent out was not my article. But I saw it. I was like, eh, guess I didn't win it this year. Whatever. You know, still good article. You know, I, I still got some things moving from that article with the city mm. of Charleston. So I was like, I'm cool with that. Right. And then for whatever reason, I put the phone down, maybe like five minutes later, open it back up, and he posted the other nomination. And I saw, all I saw was Come Hell. So the name of the, the piece is Come Hell or High Water. All I saw was Come Hell. And my wife was here in the kitchen, and I just jumped up. <laughs> I fucking knew that shit. I just kept saying, I fucking knew it. Like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And I'm telling her, I was like, I got nominated. It's like, I knew that shit. I knew it. So then I'm like 75, 85% positive that I'm going to win it. But then again, it's like, like, you know, ain't no suckers coming to this party. So it's like, if you right, get right. nominated, like people are like you know, pretty sharp deal. with whatever yeah. 
you know, right. art they're creating or whatever. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. um, for sure. The pieces that I was up against was one from Eater, which is this known publication of uh, food and bev and all that, and another piece from uh, the Bitter Southerner. If you've never checked them out, they they do some fire stuff, man. So their uh, like aim is like all about rebranding the South, and it's kind mm-hmm. of like you know having a better South kind of sort of. Right. So it's like mm-hmm. all these like stories coming out that are like uh, Southern rooted. And um, so, you know, the weeks leading up to it. So I think the nominations come out like April. The award show is in June. So you got a little time to kind of like, you know, uh, sit with that a little bit. And of course, I'm reading all of their stuff. And uh, like, you know, they're good. They were good. But I think mine was different. That's <laughs> great. So you read this stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got you. Got to see everyone. Yes. I got two months. I got what I'm going to do for these next two months. I've read exactly. how many times you read each article. I, I, know, I read those shits at least three times each. Each one. At least. Like, I, I, I got to know. You got to watch film. Yes. Yeah. You got to watch film, man. You got to watch yes. the game film. For sure. Yeah. But, I think what kind of set me apart was like, you know, not that my story was that much better than theirs, but I think theirs was like really focused on a food and where that food came from and how people cook it and how people enjoy it. Whereas mine was like, man, this fucking flooding coming over here is gentrification and I'm in the beer industry and we can help it and motherfuckers in Charleston eat oysters and oysters. So it's like all this shit. (laughs) going on but it kind of like and then i put my like myself into it like i right. talked about my grandmother and right. like my grandmother owning this house on this wetland right by the water but now you know she's since deceased and my family trying to figure out what to do the house do with the house because it's an heir's property which is also like racially connected and because it's close to if any natural disaster comes and wash the house away it's the house is going to the government. It's like all this shit going on. Mm. So I think that's kind of what like what set me apart from them a little bit. Um, and then going it's to the award show, yeah, yeah, it was the home man. Like it, I don't think you. I don't, I'm not saying you're not gonna win. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you win if if you write it about New Mexico. Yeah, like I I feel like you being it from Charleston yeah. is so personal, man. Like yeah. that's what stood you apart this but, particular but year. Then, right. then also that that made him put more into it too. Absolutely, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's my home. Saying. I got to put my I'm putting yeah. my home on the map right. with this article. Right. Yeah. Even if I don't put them on the map, like I want people to read this article and be from Charleston and feel like they were represented well yeah. by a person from Charleston. Like I wanted to be like a not a, a, a immigrant came in and wrote this article. Right, yeah, right. Nobody can write this article like you could because you're from here. I think yeah. that I think that says everything, man. I, like I really yeah. do. Like, yeah, that's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, they, yeah, they, and that's exactly what it was, man. Like I, bro, I'm a huge Spike Lee fan, and like early Spike Lee, like do the right thing, more better blues, and all that. And one of the things I really loved about those movies is that he really go. He didn't leave. Those films weren't shot more than like a four block radius like they right. they stayed in his neighborhood yeah. and not only mm-hmm. that he used the same characters and like if you watch right. do the right thing and you watch uh like uh mo better blues and, and jungle fever like you you can see oh this is the same neighborhood right. like yeah. like little subtle things that's true so it's like and he's this great director and producer and writer but he's just talking about 
where he's from. It's like, that's the only thing I can talk about. You know, I mm-hmm. love college football. Mm-hmm. I can talk about college football and I can talk about Charleston. That's right. What you know, they always say, get too far uh, beyond that. And um, so like, like, yeah, like, like even like the day of the awards, like I ain't have no acceptance speech or nothing like that. And then go driving to the awards. I was like, well, let me just go ahead and put some names in here just in case I feel like, you know, I don't want to feel like an asshole feeling like I wrote, like, oh, I knew I was going to win. Let me pull out my, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me just put it in the phone so I don't look too crazy up there. And, um, you know, it's a long award show. Yeah. Uh, so, again, we had two nominations, Good Beer Hunting. And um, Mark, the other guy from GVH who was nominated, his uh, – category was before mine you know mark is from the uk so he flew over and uh lost in translation if you ever get a chance to check his out his is all about like uh like notes of beer like tasting notes and like uh um smell of like different uh beer styles and stuff Hmm. and um so he his group his um category comes up he wins it's like oh shit you know Oh, I know her, but then it's like the pressures on me is like right. I'm gonna be, like, uh, be like, uh, who's the guy who I was? Oh, never mind. But like, I'm gonna be like zero and two if I don't get it tonight. Right. Yeah. Um. So, uh, my category comes up, man, and uh, I'm just, I'm just looking at the stage. I'm sitting next to Michael Kaiser, and he's like hit me on the knee. So here we go, you know all that kind of stuff. But I'm just like I'm focused. And uh, they, she goes to the lady goes through the names, and um, she gets to starts opening up the. It's just like the Grammys, man. She right envelope, and all I heard was "Come hell," and I just, I just put my head down, like I had to gather myself. Yeah. Part is there was um, this this lady, this old lady from Charleston named Emily Megan. She just recently passed, but she uh, herself and like a few other people put together this uh, uh, cookbook, like Gullah Geechee cookbook. And that okay. book was also nominated for a James Beard Award, but they didn't win. But yeah. all of them were sitting behind me. So I got oh. all of these people from from the crib right. yeah. behind me. Yes. And when they say my name, I just put my head down, man, kind of like take a breath or whatever. And of course, they, you know, Michael Kaiser and Claire cheering and just walk up there and give my thing. That shit was like a blur. <laughs> like, it was like oh, and um went up there did a little thank you came down and had a little bit of tears and then um like so in my thank you i was like man y'all got to excuse me i'm gonna be dancing all night man like you know i ain't used to nothing like this so did all of that came down shed a little tear and then when you win your award you have to like go out and it's like press out in like the reception area Mm-hmm. Take your picture, give you a drink, give you a moment or whatever, and shit, nigga, I was dancing all night after that. That's right. Cool, man. It's like you know, you put and shout out to Mike Stein, man. It's y'all had him on here uh, one night. You know, Mike Stein was a big help, man. He's good with like just he's like a he's very sharp with that that journalism stuff because I'm. Right. You know, now I can consider myself a journal a journalist, but like it's all relatively new to me. I can just write a little bit, but I still yeah. need to, you know associate with folk who are um, just you know outside eyes to, to kind right. of like help you yeah. with that. Like, what what changed you into what makes you feel like you're a journalist now, as opposed to when you 
I'm a winner. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, because you was a journalist when you was nominated. Yeah, I feel like you was a journalist before. Like, you was really researching article, researching your articles yeah. to make an article. But why? Yeah, why do you think? It's a, it's a little. I think it's a little imposter syndrome. But mm. yeah. you know, it's yeah. like stuff okay. just keeps coming, man. Like from the take care of the roots, says like so much happened, and. Even I mean backing up, I, I wrote a piece right after George Floyd, and that I mean that got like some noise in the beer industry, mm-hmm. and like I wouldn't, you know, I ain't thinking like that, you know, I'm not thinking like, oh, I want everybody to read this. Like, man, you read it, if you read it, I ain't tripping if you don't, you know what I'm saying? But it's, mm-hmm. it'll always be there. That's weird that you say that. I just always think of a paid writer as a journalist. Like, if you write articles for an online magazine, a print magazine. Yeah, do paper that makes you if you do some type of research and write it for the people, yeah. it could matter if you if you and your mom and your wife was the only two people that read it. You're yeah. a journalist, me. Yeah, but I, mean, I, I see like what you're I mean, that's, I see, from, that's, that's from a person that's not a writer, though. Exactly. That's why I said I, I see I see exactly what you're saying. I'm giving my perspective as a person that's never a, published yeah, an article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know right, what I mean? So right, I, right. I I hear what you're it's just right. weird coming yeah. hearing it from from out because I've always seen you from the day we met, like you know, right, you yeah. a journalist like before we met so right. that's that's weird to hear that yeah you but, see it. And, and that's all again my wife like she when i we go out and meet people she was like you need to start telling people that you're a writer you, <laughs> her, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, all right i got you right. and uh but like you know i kind of get it because now it's like you know like man like when i'm in talks with like the city of charleston and we're um planning to get like all the 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 breweries together in the city to kind of like uh come up with a solution with the brewery wastewater because while i was actually writing that story the 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 city had already called up all the breweries like yo what is going on with all this water that's coming from you guys' business because we're unable to break this water down to right. discharge it so the city had already kind of like called them up and then the piece came out and there's this guy named Dale Morris who's been appointed by the city of Charleston to help uh, with their with the flood issues. He works very closely with the mayor and had a conversation with him. My my good friend Pierce Fleming that owns Common House Ale Works in uh, North Charleston, South Carolina, he's been pulled in. So, you know, at that point when, because I just want, I want the work to be done. Like I'm because I'm also pretty cocky in in the fact that I feel I can say whatever I want. Not in like like no cap shit. Like right. you know, I'm gonna say some real shit. And I dare I dare you to say something to me to my face. Not that I'm gonna punch you in your face, but it's like I, I want to have that conversation right, right. in my face. And I don't think anybody's gonna do that. So I want to see the work being done. So I'm going to put this out here, throw it out there. And it's not like, I don't need any, I don't, you don't even have to put my name on this thing, but I want to see the work done because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I like, uh, the, well, come hell, uh, come hell or high water. Like that shit is, it's close to me because like I mentioned, yeah. like my boy Donovan, um, like we went to college and he's my frat brother and, but he always had a temper. Like he was always like, and I ain't going to incriminate him too. Like I've seen him done some, do some wild stuff. <laughs> and he used to always be like, what's wrong? Like, bro, why are you, what are you in college? <laughs> like, why are you doing this? 
And talking to him about where he grew up and how he grew up. And I was like, oh, so you were just angry all the time. Like, you talking about somebody who grew up in a two-bedroom apartment with seven people. On top of that, anytime it rains, you got sewage coming up out of the toilets. Right. Rats in your rooms. And like, oh, it's like, now I get it. And then I asked him, I was like, so how, you know, growing up like that, how did that how did that change you today? He was like, man, everybody in my family now is super, super clean because nobody ever wants mm. to go to that. And like, I've seen him, I've seen that. Like I've seen him just clean things, just like OCD is like, bro, yeah. what are you doing? Like, what is wrong with you? But so it's like the stories like that, like that stuff is close to me, man. And you know, that project is still there and there's a h- historic connection to slavery as to why that housing project is still there. And a lot of times you see stuff like that and you just think, oh, you know, them people, they just, they were on drugs or they just couldn't do well in school. So that's why, in this, that's why they're in those housing projects. It's like, nah, motherfucker, like, you know, people methodically put those people in those locations. Yeah, right, right. Generations kind of like disenfranchised them from, from certain resources so that they would stay there. Right. And so my job as a journalist is to be like, Fuck that. That's bullshit. We need to change that shit. If not, the blood is on everybody's hand, kind of. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And of course, that's the area that be that floods and shit. Like, yeah. right. That's that's crazy. That's not. Nah, nah, I'm, I'm just curious because once, okay, once you win and you get up there, you give a speech. I'm always curious about, like, do, I mean, I don't know. Like, some people say, like, when you win an Oscar, Opportunities change, things like that change. Like, like what comes door, after yeah. doors open? Like, have you seen uh, like things like you know, uh, like you've been in this room already now? Have you seen even more doors open or more rooms open? Like, oh, it's not, now I'm in this room too now. Yeah, like, have you seen that as well? I mean, the price of the brick has definitely gone up, sure. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that is absolutely sure. Um, but yeah, not not really. Like nobody's been like interviewing, and which is cool with me. Like I, you know, I ain't tripping. But um, now I think um, if if I want something, I can. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. That's not like in an arrogant kind of way. Yeah, nah, like, yeah. You're no, not it talking is arrogant. To, it is arrogant. You, you, it is arrogant. Ta- okay. You can call the assistant, but you had a meeting. You're going to have a meeting yeah. with the actual owner. Yeah. For yeah. for for instance, so we were in. Uh, Sarasota, like I feel like I'd have mentioned that like four times already. This past you like Sarasota, so my wife, while I was out fishing, my wife went to this juice bar, and um, I, I ain't gonna say the name, I don't even think they deserve that much. But so she went to this juice bar, and while I'm on the boat, she's texting me, Oh my gosh, your mom went to this juice bar, is amazing. I had like a watermelon base with ginger, honey, like all this, you know, healthy, good stuff. She was like, I can't wait to take you there tomorrow. I was like, all right, cool. We're going to check it out. So this morning, we walked from our hotel to this juice bar. And, uh, you know, wife, she go, we both walk in. She orders the juice. We got the same thing. The same thing that she got yesterday. Bruh, it took us 35 minutes to get our juice. Mm-hmm. Not only that, 35 minutes, she ordered like a, a salmon toast or something like that with avocado. While we're in there, there's other people in there also waiting on their uh, their orders. Behind the counter, the the preparer, whatever, comes and brings everyone 
there, their drinks, walks from behind the corner counter and gives everybody that stuff. When my wife's salmon toast was ready, Nikki, your order's ready and leaves it on the bar. So she had to get up and go get it, which, you know, it wasn't far, but like everybody's being served. Right. Not only that, the order was completely messed up. And then at this point, we still haven't received the juices, right? And then when we got the juices, they weren't even right. They were like two different juices. We had two of the same juices. So Long story short, they ended up just refunding us everything. My wife voiced her complaint. Complaint. We walked out, and she was like, "Nah, I'm married to a Caribbean woman, so you know, a little feisty." So she was like, "Nah, f that. I'm going back in." So she went back in and told the lady, and she was like, "You know, basically, I really don't appreciate how everyone was served their order, and I had to come up to the counter to get my order. I don't know what that's about, but I don't appreciate that." And we just left. She wasn't raising hell, breaking shit, anything like that. And then I said to myself, oh, well, I'm going to flex my little muscle. So (laughs) I just send them a nice little DM about, you know, your customer service wasn't up to par and it's a shame and you should really train up your staff because you don't know who's walking into your establishment. (laughs) If you go on my page, the first thing you want to see (laughs) is the Dane Beard Award with so he ain't say you know, it. He ain't I tell could, them. Yeah, you know, just a little research. Like, you know, they probably won't say anything. Like they've already seen the DM that I sent, and I know that they've seen it, and they're probably not gonna say anything. That's cool, but they see who I am, and right. it's not like a me poking my chest out and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also like, you know, I think my thoughts and my my voice can is can be heard now right, you know what i'm right, saying i right, think there's yeah. a there's i have a little bit to where i can be like well hold on i have something to say about that and folks will listen yeah um it's just a matter of which you know i don't plan on doing that uh using that power for bad so it's just a matter of like using that you know for good things for to see more change and stuff mm-hmm. yeah I mean, I'll flex on them too because that's what you're doing. Stop absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, yeah any chance, you, any chance I mean, you get. Listen, because you, you know why I, I say it's a flex though, because you deserve to be able to, you work hard to be able to use that flex though. Like, yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're in a service food and bev, you know, it's right. standard of, of things, man. Like, you know, I'm not saying, I mean, from the million dollar restaurants, whatever, down to the, Local mom and pop mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Always be like a respect for people who are, yeah. you know, we're from out of town. My wife is like, "Yo, I'm going to this place again to spend more money." Right, fucking right. beat us like some shit. Right, man. right. Like right. hell no, we ain't doing yeah, that. You, no, never, you never know. No, and it's crazy you to me. Never know it's crazy to me that restaurant, like restaurants and like businesses, like that serve beverages and uh and food, still like do stuff like that. Because there's so many influencers out here that are into, like, and, you never and just regular know. people, then, like, just just regular these, people. But these influencers just look like regular people, and then they but they but post what I'm one saying, thing, and it's like, right. but what I, what I'm saying is like done. anybody anybody can like Yelp you or Google yeah, or, or Google yeah. review you. You know what I mean? Yes. And you right up at the top. Like right. we had a brewery. Yeah, we just uh, talked about that. How yeah, we had a brewery uh, that that we're really cool with. And the guy was like, "Yo, did you?" He, we, I went by the brewery, and he left. I left. I had a great time, and he was like, "Did you have a good time?" Like, I did. He was like, "Can you write a review?" And he sent me a screenshot of the last review they got, and it was hard. But I'm like, 
there's no way that I had even my first time in there and I not knowing the brewer, mm-hmm. I didn't have that experience. So it's just like, but, and I told him like, but you have to be aware of every single person in here because right, anybody yeah. could just write a review. They don't even have yeah. to be in the brewery to That's write a true. review. You know what I mean? So right. you got to be totally aware. And, and like you said, like your wife had a great experience when you weren't there. And then for y'all both to have a, a terrible experience, like I'm never, never yeah. coming back there. And I'm a James Beard Award winner, so take this DM. Take well, it this. Was yeah, it was funny. You know, I seen something like that. Uh, actually, I was watching one, one of my favorite shows on, uh, I guess Hulu or, or uh, the Bear. Anyway, they were talking about they were talking about hospi- hospitality. They were like hospital and hospitality are just use the same words because it's all about service and mm-hmm. care. And then, so it was funny to talk about in terms of uh, customer service. And there was one there was one particular episode where the guy was just drilling him about um, anticipating the customer's needs before they even thinking about it. I, right. I was like, yo, I ain't never had that type of experience in a restaurant. But that's how it should be. Like, you're a a waiter, you're a server, you're a cook. You've done this a thousand times if you're you're six months into your job. Like, you've served so many people. You should know that they want fucking water. Just bring the water to the table. Like, you don't got to ask them for water. Water free. Bring the water. (laughs) And you know, but it's so crazy. I used to serve. I, I used to be a server. And when you bring the water before they even, before you even say hello, it starts the whole relationship off better. Like you can make a mistake as a server if you show them that you respect them from the beginning. Like motherfuckers yeah. sit down, they've been at the mall all day, they thirsty. Yeah. The last, yeah. the one thing that I, I could, I, I would, look, I don't know what the fuck I want, but I like this water. This is good. Thank you. Yeah. I, and then I got time to go off, do whatever I got to do. And while they look at the menu and don't feel like they being rushed or being left to the side. Hospitality is easy, man. It's so yeah. fucking just it's, do what you like. Do what yeah. you like. Yeah. How you like to be treated? Yeah, being being nice should not be that hard. Right. Ah man, you right. should not be, be searching for the nice people at your, to work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for the nice server today. That's yeah, yeah. Just walking around giving people my their salmon toes and don't give me my salmon toes. Like, what you right. doing? Boy, this you know. and that shit's mm. embarrassing, man. And like, you know, and you know, so it, even in a situation like that, it's hard not to, you know, ping race as a, as the reason why. It's like, yeah, that's I what because that's what I was going to ask you when you said that everybody else. I, I you know, I hate kind of like like I want another black person to get their food yeah, in that situation. Right. Like, please don't let it be. But it's always racism. We we the only ones in there. Mm-hmm. We're the yeah, only okay. ones yeah. in. We're the only ones in there. And granted, there were uh, like two white ladies who didn't get there. Uh, drinks on time, but they came after us. So, like, if we didn't get ours and they didn't get theirs, it's like, okay, well, that's fine. Because even they came over to us, was like, what's taking them so long? Right. But, like, just the service, like, everybody, yeah. and like, I saw that, like, they walked all the way, giving the people, and then my wife was like, Nikki here. And you Nikki, know, get the like, black ass up and come get this. <laughs> yeah, but that's right. how I took That's how I would have yeah, exactly. Get the yeah, black man. ass up and come get this. <laughs> right. yeah. Did yeah. They, did they just call me Nikki the black ass. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, 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 that's how you that's how way. you hear it. Right. Yes. You know, yes. I think you know, yeah, we're all the same black, white, Asian, whatever. Right. Culturally, there's some things that you know that force our ears to hear things Damn, that aren't that's being so systemic. Right. That's so yeah, systemic. you know, so it's America's like sad. if I see motherfucker, this place ain't four thousand square feet. This is right. a small ass place. I saw you walk that shit over there, the homeboy in the corner. <laughs> And you asked me loud as fuck to come over here, come get this shit. Nikki, come right. get it. 
Hey, color like, girl. Right, like right. that's how I heard it's it. The back of the bus, color yeah, girl. Your actions made me hear it. Like right, that. yes. yeah, that's yeah. what happens. Yep. Though. Right, she should have flung that shit on. That's a fine line. That's a fine line. Like, how black should I be right now? What you want? Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you want? The full experience, or you want yeah. me to be Ooh, nice yeah. like you? Oh man! That's, just so you don't say, I told you, I told you, yeah. that's how they be. That's yeah, and black and Caribbean is like a whole nother yeah. yes. craziness, which mm-hmm. he didn't, didn't go to, which I was good. But like also like people, a lot of people say that I kind of hurt, you know, us being married, I kind of brought her down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Wait, where's uh, she from? Where's she from? It, they're from uh, Guyana, South America. Okay, okay. But as she, as you, as you brought her down, she brought you up. Little so bit, you a little, little bit more feistier and yeah, outrageous, a, a, a little bit, a little bit, but mm-hmm. like you know, she works in uh service, she does you know, makeup and um, permanent, permanent uh, makeup and all that good stuff. So, like, services her, yeah, so she knows, yeah, she knows service. what she's absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so like yeah she was hot boy she was hot and i just went on ahead and let her be hot when we walked out she said what she had to say the first time we walked out and she was like no hold on i need to go back yeah. there. Yeah, i'll be like nah nah just fuck that let's just go and i was like no come on let's go ahead back I <laughs> like y'all gonna get that smoke jamal got jamal got the wife who complained about his mashed potatoes being too cold oh uh, yeah we had to admit we stopped that early when we were there Chill out. I don't. I don't need your help if my yeah. food's my, yeah. my food is cold and I'm fine with that. Like yeah. be quiet. Yeah. Now, all right. Yeah. You want me to love you, or you just yeah. want this date to be over? Right. <laughs> That's funny. Now I know you had. I think you said you had some some new works in the can. Are you are you working on something right now, or are you finished something? A new what's piece? the What's the, the back to back James Beard article? Right. Woo! Come on, man. Mm-hmm. I, I know because he you know, it take a year. It take a year to write. It takes six yeah. months and a year, then a year to get nominated. So I know you got one. You got it. Or, or at least a thought. You got another one. I yeah. know you got the thought of the second, the third one in there. Yeah. So I, there's, a, there's a couple things going on. So there's a um, and so one of them I think is a little bit more developed than the other. So the one that's underdeveloped is I had this idea about uh, Guyana where my wife and her family's from and guyana immigration and rum there's some kind of story in there that we're trying to develop mm-hmm. myself mike stein and getting the whole mm-hmm. game back together okay. so we're just playing around with some stuff with that and the piece that has a little bit more developed is um about uh the crown royal bag and mm-hmm role and at least for me it's role with african-american men and their like sons and all of that stuff mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I, I grew up always like everybody had a crown royal back but like when i saw my dad with that and when he would take me on the on the corner with his boys and they were like drinking crown and you see crown royal bags they wear it's like i want to be like that not, not even so much as like just, just drinking, drinking like yeah. having that bag man. Yeah, kind of like a badge of like because mm-hmm. they were all like responsible. They were husbands, fathers, like yeah. head basketball coaches, and it was like all of that. And it's just like something about that. But wow. it's kind of like it's going to be more 
history into why how that became. I can't wait to hear that. Yo, I never, I never really thought about like Crown Royal being a responsible black man drink. Well, <laughs> like, it's the reason that it's, it's a purple bag, a purple, uh, purple and gold being it's, 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 it's royalty. royalty. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it's just weird, like. You because all these all these liquor and all these malt liquors and except for like Colt 45, mm. it's like Colt 45 and Crown Royal are like the supreme from the 80s of the, the liquor to drink for black men and black people in general. Mm. But they try to depress us and try to make it seem like that liquor is less than. Mm. And it's like in the black mm. community, Crown Royal is not less than. Mm. Mark Liquor, Mark Liquor, maybe, but Colt Forty Five definitely is less than. So. I mean, not, but, but Colt, no, Mark Liquor, yes, Colt Forty Five, yep. no, because it works every time because of Billy D. Williams. But if here, it wasn't for Billy D. Williams, maybe not. Like the Slitch with the with the Blue Bull, maybe that's fucking. But but just, eyes is on point. Here's too, the huh? thing, though: <laughs> if, we're, if we're talking about Mark Liquor, none of y'all can sit up here and tell me. St. Eyes didn't have Saint the Eyes, best I commercials. Yeah, of all yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. St. Eyes and Crooked Eyes? Yeah. What? I want to drink that right now. So, like, even that's a story worth being mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's true. About. Yeah. Give me an idea. But, like, yeah, like that. So, 5%. Thing, like, I'm all about the why. Like, come hell or high, uh, high water. Why, every, why, why is Back to Green a housing project? Mm-hmm. Why does it flood? Like, why? Why? I know I know people who are from there. Nobody predetermined to just be poor all their life. Yeah. Why are they there? Right. Don't nobody want to live in a flood rat infested place. No, yeah, nobody you know wants saying? that. Yeah, absolutely. Why? Why crown? Why? And once I know the why, when? You know I don't know. I don't know why, but I it's the uh it's the bag, it's the marketing, like mm-hmm. making making it more prestigious than every every other liquor. Like I got a, and then I could put other shit in this bag right. once I'm done, I and I got pitties, multiple. I got pennies in that bag. Yeah. Got and once I, once I got, once I got like my first bag, like now I need another bag because I yeah. got to fill that yeah. bag up. And yeah. now, I, now right. I got thirty three bags, and I know I done drunk thirty three crown <laughs> war bottles. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. thirty three bags. It's, it's history. Yeah. No, you Yo, don't. I, no, you listen, don't. Thirty three bags. Listen, in don't five judge. Years? I had a lot of bags of crown. Yeah, four. that's what I'm saying. Like you know. I actually how, had to toss them out. If you get 33 bags in a month, you got a problem. But if you yeah, get 33 yeah, bags yeah. in like a couple years, that's not a yeah. problem. That's that's fine. Yeah. That's plus this thing. That is. Yeah, and then you're not drinking every time you're not drinking it by yourself. So it's nah, like, no. And then they yeah. done switched it up. Now they got the, the crown royal peach, and you, yeah. can only, you can't get it in Georgia. That's crazy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> that's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's a random thought. Like, man, I can't get that in Georgia. Where you I'm can't. At. You can't. My sister loves because it. Peach. Because yeah, my sister peach loves it. Yeah, it's it's peach state, even though Delaware is the original Peach State. Not yeah. long. But uh, neither here nor Whoa, there. Whoa, hold up. Back up. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah, Delaware is the original Peach State. Y'all Delaware, have- used to, Delaware? Delaware used to be the, ma- the main producer of peaches before South Carolina and Georgia <laughs> put their signs up and shit. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's but another article. A lot, people, a lot of people don't know that South Carolina has more peaches than Georgia. Yep. But yep. Yep. If you're driving down 85, you see a big giant peach like water tower and it's right. in South Carolina. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it used it used to be Delaware. It used to be Delaware and yeah, then like yeah, you know, like pre-Civil War shit. Gotcha. See that? See that? Yeah, so long, the right article. It's a long, long time ago. That was that was learn something every time. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> All from a crown world conversation. <laughs> hey man, what you talking about, bro? Like, you know? Crown Royal is a conversation piece. You put the crown royal table, you put it, you ain't gotta have a liquor, you just put the crown royal bag on the table, and somebody it's everybody at the table got a story that's, yeah, that's different. Story. That's definitely different. That's true. That is true. I agree. <laughs> I didn't see people drinking Crown Royal when I was a kid, but I always yeah. saw bags. Me always, too. <laughs> I always saw the bags. I don't like I, my my mom and dad wasn't drinking it. My mom my mom drunk Christian Brothers, so they ain't had no bag. But my mom had a Christian. She had a Crown Royal bag. She definitely had a Crown Royal bag or two. Or yeah, that is true. I didn't see them drinking it back when I was younger either. But <laughs> like, I always where saw you, the bag. Where this bag from? Without buying the liquor. <laughs> but see, that's the that's the shit that I'm talking about. So yeah. that's a universal story, bro. Like y'all are from Delaware. I'm from South Carolina. We have the same story. Right. There. Mm-hmm. Right. So true. like, you know, what is that? And like, the even more crazier is that. White people don't know nothing about our affinity with Crown Royal back. I feel like that's crazy that I it's a black drink. I feel like like, that's what? Nuts. Really? How is Crown that's Royal true. capitalizing on 14% of the population like this? We love like, without in, involving white folks. We love cognac. Cognac, yeah, that is cognac true. has a hold on uh, I know white folks. Black I folks. love cognac too, though. Not like black folks. It's a whiskey cognac. Yeah, it's a whiskey. It's a whiskey yeah. deal. Yeah, it's oh, like whiskey. Kanye. They like they they like yeah. drinking. Rob, like they just like niggas like brown liquor. Yeah, nah, man. White people, <laughs> white people fought prohibition, man. <laughs> white people was killing yeah. people in prohibition. That was a vodka. You're lying. You don't stop, man. Stop trying to not prove my point. Help me out here. Come on. You on my team? We're on the same team. We're not debating. That was just for beer. That was just for beer. They ain't talking about Crown Crown Royal and Malt You got to get off my team. Yeah, I think I have Crown Royal, but I I think I have a bag. Well, I've never opened it. I have a bag, but I now when you get the Crown Royal piece, you come in a box. Is the bag in the box? Yeah, it's so yeah. it comes so, in a box and then and then the, you the take bags it out in there with the liquor. Gotcha. In it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't so know. My, I don't. I didn't know. As a uh, an eagles, it's an eagles. Um, so it has an eagle zip up thing. So it's different. So that's the thing. Hold like, up, you got a Crown Royal Eagle sponsor bag? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the thing. nice. Like Crown Royal look like that. Yeah, they they got their hand in any. <laughs> oh, they probably seen a lot of their folks on the locker room like, oh, good passing that crown. Yeah, so, you know what? We're gonna put our name. I can't, well, I can't wait to hear this. I know this, this article, this article yeah. sounds like really intriguing. Article. Yeah, he said that, well, but that's not the one in the um, still, that's the further along, but that's the one that's further along. Yeah, 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 ish. Yeah, what is further along, you, but not <laughs> are you allowed to pick? You can only pick one to submit per year, or can you submit uh, as you many as you like? As much as you want, okay, okay. I, yeah, I that's a race I'm not trying to get into. It's like if that the, whatever idea I have, if it makes sense, I'll go with it. Mm-hmm. At this point, because all right, got that. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I was wondering. Yeah. I thought you was gonna have it on your yeah. around your neck. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you was gonna be wearing it. It's, it's like you know, it would of course it would be awesome to win another. Right. If time lines up and I have a cool idea that I feel and I can I have room to submit it or time to submit it, I will. Mm-hmm. Um, but for this one, it's like, I I can't lie. Like, I wanted it. And we got it. I yeah. kind of like went out for it and got it. So anything after that is kind of like, okay, well, it'd be cool. I am mad. I didn't know that I could have submitted for a Pulitzer. I'm not saying that I was going to win that shit. Right. But like, 
at this point, it's like I at least want to have a, a a dog in the fight. I need right. to tell me no. Now we you ain't win. I was like, oh, I, I can live with that. But you know, just not fighting, not putting mm-hmm. the dog in the fight. I ain't about that. He's talking all this shit right now. You got to tell me no. You got to tell me no. He like, I ain't know. I'm not good enough. I put the dog in the fight, but if I don't win, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, he's taking all these pictures with all these fucking medals around his neck. He Michael Phelps. I ain't say I wasn't going to be black as hell when I won. I just said if I didn't win, I'm going to be appreciative. But if right. I, got I, win, you. I got you, I got you. We turning Mr. it up, Mr. Lemon. Let me ask you this question. So yes, the first one, like you said, you weren't really pressed about being nominated until you got nominated. Then you was like, I want to win this. Then you didn't win. And was there any pressure for Hell or High Water, like to to write this to to be nominated again to win? And then in winning, do you feel pressure to not necessarily repeat? But to actually win in the next couple years or whatever, like, do you feel I want to write another article to win the Pulitzer or to win another James Beard? Do you is how does the pressure change from three years ago when you didn't care to caring a lot last year and then to now you got it and you just writing articles now you're a journalist. So I like it's it's no pressure at all. Like it's it's as simple in my mind. It's as simple as oh, I think I have a pretty cool idea. I'm going to do my due diligence to put some good storytelling in there, have some hard facts that can be proven and all that stuff. And for me, again, like I was saying earlier, it's all about what it's not about the piece. I give a damn about the piece. It's about what what's next. Like I want so I have a tattoo on my hand that says writers live twice. And what they, what that means to me is that I can write something and it just continues to go on. It continues to change. It continues to like put things in action. Okay. So like, as far as pre- like, that's the pressure. Like the pressure ain't anybody can write something. Like you know, I ain't doing no uh, rocket science over here. Um. So it like, it's no pressure. I don't feel like I feel I'm up against anybody, or I have to prove. At this point, I think I've proven right. to myself because I haven't been a journalist for 10, 15, 20 years. Okay. So like there's no pressure and like moving forward, it's all about what's the what's the next idea, like what's cool, like what what can change, what can like you know put little kids like so I've been on this thing trying to get um uh fermentation sciences uh in HBCU. So I'm on the uh board of directors for craft edu with uh Dr. J mm-hmm. and one of the things that we're trying to do is so I had this idea and had like this whole deck about um, creating a curriculum in HBCUs for fermentation and brewing sciences. Mm-hmm. And because every other school has them, um, mm-hmm. predominantly white institutions, 145 HBCUs, none of them have fermentation. Wow. Yeah. And places like, you know, my alma mater, Claflin University, in Orangeburg, South Carolina, it's in a rural part of the state. You got farmland everywhere. You got all this going on. And in my eyes, that is like prime real estate for mm-hmm. a curriculum in brewing sciences to where you can have 
this school and Claflin is a private institution, so they don't get any state funding. But in a perfect world, imagine that they had this uh, brewing curriculum in place, which also has a functioning brewery where those students can kind of like go to use as like a practicum to kind of like study yeah. about yeah. the trade. You're in the rural part of the state where you have farmland, and now you start looking into agriculture. Now you start looking right. into uh, possibly growing your own hops or growing wheat, which you can do in South Carolina, or growing uh, brewing grains. And now you're looking at creating your own malt houses. And not only that, you got a brewery, you got a functioning brewery, brewery curriculum, agriculture. And now you start looking into hospitality because now people right. have effort to come to Orangeburg to go to the breweries because we all know that people go to different breweries in a day just to check out all the different beer. And now you start looking at event space and it's like this whole right. ecosystem that can sustain yeah. this private institution that no black people pretty much are a part of as far as like mm-hmm. on the agricultural side. So like that's right. what so mm. my mind is on that. So I ain't got time for pressure about some shit, uh, some award <laughs> that somebody won, you know, not trying to like uh, downplay the award, but it's like the pressure ain't on me with that the pressure is on trying to get little black kids to grow up to be of legal drinking age to do something other than oh you can go to college and be a doctor or a lawyer we always hear that same story and shit. Right. i got a degree i have a degree in uh early childhood and a master's degree in english and had beer been in my face as an undergrad i 100 would have already would have right. jumped on mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm rob that a lot of times we get i'm kind of going all over the place now but i think in in our community i think especially in the south we get robbed of possibilities by our conservatism um oh, you know man. my school claflin is connected to the church listen people like to associate conservatism and being conservative with race with like white folks ain't nobody more conservative than old black folks man and that shit kind of hinders us a lot of times. And, that, you know, the church, I'm not saying the church is bad, but I think, you know, a lot of times they look at, I did a soft pitch to the president of my uh, alma mater. And he was like, yeah, you know, it's going to be hard because, you know, we got a lot of church people. And in my mind, I'm like, fuck that shit. Like, this is like an opportunity for people to kind of like learn and trade and kind of like get away from like, you know, the possibilities of algorithms and all that shit taking over. So... In short, I ain't worried about no pressure, bro. Like, good, yeah. I'm just worried about the the work to be done. Mm -hmm. Jesus turned water to wine. He might have did that beer too. (laughs) Listen, man, party going on. Yeah, man. Water Um, used to be trash. Right. Well, that's what how beer kind of came a thing. (laughs) Right. Beer and wine became a thing because water was killing people out here. And then they didn't have soda yet. The, it was the the church. It was the religion. It was the monks that the monks, was, right? That was making the beer. They was making the best beer in the world. <laughs> so you know, again, I ain't going praying up. over it, blessing it by the Lord. Yeah, but if we're modeling ourselves after the remnant of colonization, that being religion, well, the OGs of that colonization of those religions. Are drinking beer in their churches and they're using that beer to fund their churches to put mm-hmm. new doorknobs on the churches. So right. why are we using that same model for our right. private institution? So we don't right. have to buy on them giving them any money and all of that. So. Right. Yeah, the only day monks didn't drink beer was on Sunday. Right. But they were yeah. making it and drinking it six days a week. 
See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Build a temple and all that. Monks. And I'm curious to know if I'm like, like in terms of the uh, the article from Hell or High Water, like, is there any, and it might be already thoughts and stuff like turning that kind of like more of a documentary in terms of actually putting that on. That could be. Speak it into existence, my man. Like, okay. I'm, that, that's another thing that I'm, I don't know how to kind of like go for like making that happen. But I think having that James Beard award winner attached to my name. <laughs> little bit yeah yeah you know again that's like what i'm talking about it's like man i'm humbled i'm appreciative for that award man like i you know i can honestly say like i kind of like saw that like really you know buckled down and kind of like made that shit work but it's more so for the platform that i can use to be like hey Mm -hmm. motherfuckers over here struggling we need they need help like that's right so it's like it ain't really for a personal gain for me, but something like a documentary, like me winning this award, again, it allows me to kind of like be heard. And right. I would love for that to happen. And it has nothing to do with me. It's all about, again, you folk back here need some help, man. Like, what can we do? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, because because it seems like a perfect documentary because it has a lot of elements. It has yeah. uh, the sea life, you have agriculture, you have uh, there's a whole yeah. lot of yeah, lot two of and a half, two and a half hours right there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. or more, mm-hmm. two parts. Uh, it's yeah. a two parter. That, that's yeah. a PBS special. <laughs> yeah. well, this we see Ryan Coogler, Spike, or Ava. The only three I want looking at it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> out there. What about the dude? You said PBS. What about the black dude on there that be talking about the uh, the up from slavery? You want him? He he a good documentary. Oh, Louis Gates. There you go. That's that guy. Yeah, that guy. I'll do that too. I'll do okay. That too. Okay. All right. I don't want to leave him out. He good. Yeah, I like I'll, that. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 rock I, I, I also like like I keep on going back to this the Charleston doc, doctor that did the filtration study to try to turn the the beer waste water back into regular, and then your uh, HBCUs and stuff like that. Like I really feel like that could be a part of the thing too like there's nobody changing wastewater in the regular drinking water right. again and regular estuary water again right. like why we in this rural town we got all this we y'all definitely got some swamp and marshland close to where you at so why not put that make that a part of the the, the program that's a good idea man that's, i like this I, I like what's going on with y'all rice the big thing is charleston too in south carolina or is it charleston too or is it like who's that is rice, is rice a big rice? thing in um Yes, oh, that's okay. everything, Bryce. It was, uh, so it looked, yeah. I thought oysters was everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the Oy- rice over the oyster. Oysters over the rice. But, uh, you know, rice, so we were brought over. Also, the museum just opened this past weekend um, in Charleston. It's the, um, what's it, the African-American? I don't know the full name, but if you if you guys follow Charlemagne the God, who's also from Charleston, like he right. was like a speaker at the a museum that's been in the works for like years. But it's where that um, museum is located. It's called Gaston's Wharf, which is basically the port where over fifty percent of West Africans mm. came into the U.S. With so. Somewhere, if you trace all of our lineage, somebody has a connection to that port in uh, South Carolina. So those West wow. Africans were brought over here. International of- African American Museum. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. And so those West Africans were brought here to the States, brought to <laughs> Charleston, South Carolina in particular, 
because of their knowledge of cultivation with rice. Rice, yeah. And, uh, as you know, you know, West African, like jollof rice is a big thing. So in Charleston, we have something similar to uh, jollof rice, but we call it red rice. Same color, it's prepared the same, but you know what I'm saying? it's That's just that right. connection, that lineage or whatever. So rice is huge. You know Charleston. what? I, in the African American Museum in D.C., I think there's a little portion mm -hmm. of that, that, that story yeah. in that museum, but it's not like a big part. Yeah. It's just like a... It's so many little little racism stories yeah. that just yeah. come out and make you mad. Like, you really went into the village because we make good rice and stole the whole village because yeah. they made good rice and brought them to South Carolina. But, Man. like, it's also like, that's my... So, my thinking behind if going back to the HBCU thing is, like, for that, the reason why I want that is, like, yeah, to generate funds and all that stuff, but also so that Prime example for the eight and all, the cam. Remember the can that I showed y'all? The professor, oh, yeah. my boy yeah. from college. That's, that's the one. Wait, that's the one with the slave on it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still got that can. I kept yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you, bro. So my boy that designed that can, this motherfucker doesn't even drink. He didn't drink in college. He doesn't drink now. He does not mess with alcohol. But that's that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. He was an artist. He has an art degree from Claflin or whatever, so he's just an artist. But, like, that shows that, yo, there's an avenue for everybody to kind of, like, thrive. Right. In the beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Like, also, like, I want young black minds. Charleston has a really good biology, bioscience, and all that stuff uh, department. Like, I want them young black minds getting in there with those biology degrees and all that stuff and creating patents. You don't have to drink alcohol. Right. I'm not worried about having a wet campus and be at the basketball game. I'm worried about creating patents, like different avenues of how to cultivate yeast and ferment. We have, we have enough consumers. Like you're you're so right. Like I don't need you to drink the beer. I, I need you to make the yeah. beer and make it better. Make it better for my community and my environment. That's true. And the culture yeah. overall. The more yeah. black people and brown people we have making beer. The more creative and diverse it's going to be, I and mean, bet it's going to taste good. It's always going to taste good. Yeah, just, in the, in, just in the industry period, not yeah. necessarily making yeah. the beer, but just in hey, the you don't got to make period. it or drink it. Just yeah. being yeah, like if you delivering it, if you the distributor, the distributor, oh. if you're a regional manager, you don't have like you said the consumers. We're, we already consume the beer. Yeah. We all all people, everybody like beer, yeah. but we need more more than just white males to be involved in this. Yeah, and it right. starts by brewers and breweries going out to those colleges and talking like what you're doing and saying hey we need a program so we can start recruiting these kids and get better better beer makers in our industry it right. starts it but the it has to be like you said it's all connected the breweries have to actually like we we can start our own breweries fine but mm -hmm. to be fully all inclusive if you want to do that you gotta these breweries gotta go hire these black kids out of school and go tell them that beer is an industry that can you can make money in a career out of. And then and then not only that, like the more the more the more different people you have that are like aware mm -hmm. of the industry of making beer, like you know, high tide gonna lift all boats, man. So it's like Every if you're already you guys are what 208 episodes in your part, which is amazing. Like I brag about y'all boys all the time, man. But it's like 
the more in, the, the the more people of color that come into the industry that are like doing these things and learning new things and do it like that's going to also push the entertainment that's connected yep. to the well right. so like if people are now new to this thing and now you know newly uh fascinated by a beer then they're going to start researching like who else is in this shit that looks like me they're right. going to start doing stuff that I did, start Googling people, and I started finding out about L. Sharpton. And what what the hell is Crowns and Hops? Oh, right. there are black people out here doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm to find y'all. Oh, this podcast? What? They got 208 episodes? Like, So it's like everybody, like the whole team is going to go. And right. like, like having these conversations like this, I just try to also like be objective. Like, you know, if white folks are hearing this, and it's like, you know, when people say... Oh, you know, craft beer is really white and male and beer and all that. And it's like the reality is, is like, yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Is that a bad thing? No, we're not saying we don't want no white boys in this thing. No, we're not saying that, but we're saying that, yo, let's acknowledge the, you know, how it's like disproportionate or whatever. I think I messed that word up, but like, let's acknowledge that. But then, boom, let's also kind of like bring in some new, like, just different diverse ways of thinking because fermentation has occurred on every continent and mm-hmm. everybody has some kind of fermentation going on and people pass that stuff down not necessarily knowing that they are getting recipes that's been done hundreds of years so it's like we can put all that stuff together and like really make this whole industry go and if you're talking about HBCUs, especially a place like Claflin, where a lot of these kids are coming from, like these very rural parts of the state, and like places like Charleston and surrounding areas, where they're losing their land due to gentrification, and a lot of these uh, redevelopments are being led—I well, can't say being led, but like a lot of times breweries are like flagships of uh, developing neighborhoods. So now mm. these kids who are now going to college, who now can't return back to their communities because it's being gentrified, but now they learn a trade in, in something that is also an anchor of redevelopment. So now they can take that information and go back to their neighborhoods yeah. and reclaim their neighborhoods. So now right. they're able to like keep true. this flavor. So it's like this whole thing that's going mm. on. You know, what the hell do I know? Um, earlier you talked about the article and you said something about like the wetlands and you need the wetlands to protect against the flooding for mm -hmm. the actual cities and towns and things of that nature but they're actually building condos on top of the wetlands two-part question how do you do that because the wetlands are wet like wouldn't they sink it's not firm and isn't there a government like doesn't like real estate, real estate and money really Man, talk money. that big? Yeah. I, I get it, I get it, I get it. But it's just like, did you did you know that we're building on a wetland, or did you build on a wetland and like, oh, we're going to be? I didn't know it was going to flood like this. Is crazy. Like it was a mistake after the fact, or did you know going in and y'all just took the bag and was like, hopefully these these birds and these black people won't mind the rats when uh when the when greed is high, concern for the environment is very, very, very low. So yeah. the piece that I wrote, um, come here on high water, the neighborhood, again, is called uh, Gas and Green, Back to Green. So Gas and Green at one point had 100 acres of wetland. And it's all, if you read the piece, it's all documented as to how the city wanted to 
take that land and develop it. And even to the point where the, um, oh my gosh, what's the uh, Army Corps of Engineers was like, yo, this is not a, a ditch. This is a functioning wetland that, you know, we do not recommend you guys build on this thing. South Carolina Department of Natural Resources echoes the same thing. And then how somewhere how, you know, somebody's in bed with somebody and the city's allowed to kind of like build on these wetlands, 100 acres. It is now reduced to four acres of wetland. And so there's this uh, nonprofit organization called Friends of Gas and Creek. And um, I got all this information for, from a buddy of mine named uh, um, Cyrus Buffum. He owns an oyster company called Seaborn Oyster Company. And he's all about, you know, preserving wetlands and all that. But he works very closely with the Friends of Gas and Creek. And so you have Friends of Gas and Creek, uh, back to green housing projects right across the street, rains 15 minutes, flood. You got these this four acres of remaining uh, wetland that's there. There's this corporation called the West Edge Group that is trying to and probably will take that last four acres to build. I think they want to build like a parking garage there and or like some more. But the West Edge Group is like this uh, development firm. They're basically like trying to create a new Charleston and like building on that wetland. It's supposed to be like millions of dollars. Not only that, the city has like these like. I forgot how much, but it's like a billion dollar uh, drainage system that they're trying to uh, put in. So it's like they're doing all of this, but like you're building on a wetland, but then you're spending more money to build this billion dollar drainage system. Whereas we just found out, hey, if you uh, you can use brewery wastewater to kind of like, you know, filter using the wetland that's already there, you can somehow add the brewery wastewater there to clean that water, but you can also use that water to help grow that wetland so that we have more uh, sponge for flood water. But right. it's, you know, to counter that, they just want to build on that last four acres for money because you have an influx of people moving to the city that, you know, everybody loves Charleston. You got four or five beaches, food's good, weather's good. Like, Who's going to stop being good if you don't got yeah. the wetlands? Those oysters right. are gone, bro. You can't enjoy none of that if you swimming underwater. So, That's what right. I'm saying. Yeah, people never think about that part. Like, oh, the things I love about it are going away because I'm going away I'm because I'm moving right. there. <laughs> like, right. I need to just keep visiting. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But all these, all these names that you just named, these companies and and, and what have you, they their names are in the article. Are they? <laughs> Absolutely. Are they? Oh shit, man. You ain't scared somebody gonna come after you. You know these niggas all this money. I don't worry about that. I don't worry about that in that one day. We're not not worried about that at all. I'm here for the people, man. I'm working for the people. I'm all about good ethics and what makes sense. And clearly, by science, what they're does not make sense. Right. It, right. it does not make any sense. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens from there. I'm just one voice. We'll see. All right. Um uh all right. Uh, anyone got more questions for uh, Mr. Lemon? We'll uh, keep the, uh, no. the award winner too. No, Mr. Lemon has things to do. <laughs> definitely, definitely, right. definitely. Thanks, man. I appreciate you coming yeah. on, man. Like uh, I appreciate uh, you waiting uh, waiting for uh, us. Yeah, where were y'all at when I was in Philly, man? 
Who? When? You know, I was in here, Lou and you, and uh, you, Yoda. Yoda. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was talking yeah. about like a year ago. Stop that. Stop that. Don't, you just got to get over shit. Don't. Talking like that was last week. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I was there. Oh, yeah. When was that though? I remember. I was not there. And I, I don't I know. Was it was I too long ago. It's too long ago for me to lie to you. I don't want to lie to you. I remember. I remember when he. That was over the summer. I do. Yeah, I think it was last summer, like late, like August. Around now, wasn't it? It was before you before you left, so I know yeah. it was before that. So it had to. It was before uh, Barrel and Flow because I went up there for I was at uh, St. Right. Joseph, right? Do a, brewing the beer with them. So it was sometime. Was how long you been in Florida? Since November, November one. Yeah, so it's way too long to be talking about where was we at. This, <laughs> this conversation is still one. No. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I can't remember. <laughs> I think it was the time I was in DR, though. I think if I wanted, oh, this, this guy, guy, that's a good just, this guy just island dropping out here. I was yeah, not in DR. Good. I was definitely not. <laughs> he just didn't want to come. I like, probably didn't. I pro- it it could have been. It's possible. <laughs> that is absolutely possible. I apologize in advance for all the times that I don't want to go. Rob be like, "We enjoyed a good time." Oh, that's when y'all went to Human Robot for the first time too, yeah, right? Man. Yeah, that was yeah. that was your first time at Human Robot, Rob. Yeah, that was a good time. I don't I, first time one of your first one of your first um, times. Is that when we made the connection with Human Robot? Who me? No, no Rob. No, because we interviewed we interviewed them like shortly after that. No, when I went to uh Ivory Jungle, that was the that was uh the connection with Human Robot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because remember he went uh-huh. to Ivory Jungle the year. Um sure. no, but we had a, yeah, we had a good time in our fellow. We went to uh Human Robot I, I, Urban, I Urban Village. Um yeah. uh it was good times. Yeah. Um, next time, next time you up. You know, yeah, yeah, we do that. Yeah, we yeah. was down there. We was down your way like a couple months ago. Yeah, where was yeah, you? Where that. was you at? Uh, somehow yeah. who hit me up. Rob, Rob, yeah, you hit me up. yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember why I couldn't because y'all were in Miami, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was some reason I couldn't go down. You were like, man, I'm writing award-winning motherfucker. <laughs> I'm writing articles out here. I'm a journalist. <laughs> I'm, I'm journalizing things. <laughs> Cover that shit. <laughs> Nobody visiting y'all. <laughs> yeah. No, man, no, man. I'll keep it with y'all, man. Well, no, well, because I think I had to ask in terms about if was he covering the uh, Florida beer scene as well, like in terms oh, yeah. of yeah. what they were yeah. like if, if mm. some some of those articles. Cause I think they were you were doing something in like the temp in that area, like maybe a week or two before. Yeah, yeah. They had a uh what was that thing called? Fooder for thought at uh Green Bench. Shout out to Green right. Bench and uh St. Pete, St. Petersburg, mm-hmm. Florida. So I went over there to do that. Yeah. And, uh, what was going on in Florida? I mean Miami. It was a uh, Miami oh. Beer Week and then yeah. it, 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 Irie Jungle, Jungle. Uh, Fest That's from uh, who was that? Tripping Animals. Animals. Yeah, Tripping yeah. Animals throw a beer fest yeah. every year to close out uh, Miami Beer Week. And it was the uh, the second 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 year of Miami Beer Week, so it's still in yeah. its infancy stage. What was was that their third though? Tripping Animals was it the third Irie Jungle or the second? It's the fourth, I think. I think oh, the yeah. up is their fifth is is coming up. Okay. So it didn't used to be. I mean, obviously, I guess they picked at time because of. Harry Jungle. I don't know. Um, um, all right. Uh, any more questions from? I think our access. Yeah, you did. Yeah, he asked. Yeah, he asked where we was at. I was confused at first. I was like, "Where was that?" Rob said, "I was with you." He threw us under the bus. He threw us under the bus. Yeah, man. I didn't throw anybody under the bus. At first, I thought he meant recently. Yeah, I thought. I thought it was. I thought it was recently. <laughs> What's good? We want to thank uh, Mr. Lemming for Mr. Jamal, award-winning Lemming, for coming on the podcast. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Lemon. We appreciate thank you, Mr. Lemon. Hi, man. Thank, thank you, you, man. Thank you.
Anytime you want to come on and, and talk about articles and awards. Yes, sir. And uh, your community. Any other project you've got sure. cooking up? I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Because it's, it's still fresh off of uh, the win. So I'm yeah. sure people, more people going to be oh, like, yeah. you know what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That guy, uh, next six and then I'm gonna tell you what, yeah. man. Don't do not be afraid to name drop that shit. Like, don't oh, like, bro. No, don't like. I would have put it in the DM. Shit, I'm gonna I'd start name dropping that shit. You just disrespected the James Beard. Yo, let the rest around fuck up my shit. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> yo, you know, I know, uh, it's, uh, you know, I you know I win James Beard awards. Don't y'all want yeah. to win one one day? <laughs> yeah, my I wait. My I have this joke with my wife. Anywhere we go now, it's like she'll be talking about something. And uh, I'll just interject, and be like, "What you know? What's crazy though is the fact that uh, nobody here knows that I'm a James Beard award. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, I, like I like wearing that jewel to the yeah. restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> just wearing it. Just, yeah, yeah. Anytime you go to a restaurant, any anytime you go to some place where it could be won, yeah. you should wear your medal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right. on, boy. Right. Yeah. Starbucks. Make it a t-shirt at this point. Make it a t-shirt. Just, yeah. Just make it a, yeah. Like, like Jr. Right. Smith. Like Jr. Jr. Smith. Yeah. You just make a t-shirt of your suit with you wearing the, the metal. <laughs> and you just wear that t-shirt everywhere you go. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Had like 13 of them things. You just start making websites, start selling them and everything. Yeah. Uh, before we go, we always like to know how people can find more about what you're doing, more about your work, uh, and all that good stuff. So uh, so how can they find you, Jamal, uh, Mr. Lemon? Uh in these worldwide webs, and if all you that don't stuff. stop calling him by his first name and put the Mister at the beginning of that man, stop being disrespectful. This award oh. winner, <laughs> I said oh, Mister Lemon after I caught myself. True, yeah. true, true. <laughs> I, I'm mainly on Instagram, man, at Sweetgrass Three, um, and uh, so I have a, a a column coming out under Good Beer Hunting. Um, not sure when it's going to be released yet, but it's going to be called the Bootleggers Baby. And it's gonna be about um, just like parenting, fatherhood, and like the the generational roots of uh, parenting um, with me. Uh, and and you call it the, yeah, you call it bootlegging. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a story behind that. Oh uh, man! Okay. My, my grandfather was a bootlegger, mm. and uh, I have a she's my great grandmother was a madam. So initially, it was going to be called the Madam and Bootleggers Baby. So. You think if you have a two grandparents that are in the criminal underworld, no good can possibly come out of that. But apparently it has because I'm a James Beard Award winner. I was about to say, like <laughs> just in case you wanted to know. <laughs> Let me find out your pop, your, your grandfather was uh was uh, Ray Gibson. I got a whole <laughs> so, we got a tuck full of hooch. Ray my got and Ray, and Ray got the girls, and Ray definitely gonna bring the girls. My great grandmother, her husband used to run up to New York, taking taking the uh, taking oh, life. Oh, so life is, life is life a real is thing for you. Yeah, life is, life is like a historic. I love it. I love we got it. a tuck full of hooch and a fistful of cash. He said, "But we actually made it. We, my family, made it. Made I'm it. here." Because if you know. if your mom, if your daddy got caught and served life, you would not be here. Dang, Ray Gibson ain't had no kids. Right. Huh. Yeah. So like yeah, hunting.com, sweetgrass three, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. All right. Word. Peace, bro. Uh Lou. Oh man, my name is Lou Belgium. I'm on them Instagrams. Like I said, happy birthday to my son. And yeah. thanks to my daughter, she did this. So mm. oh, that little plaque in your head. Three people text me, like, what the fuck, Lou? <laughs> my daughter, she's nine. Hey man, it's lit. Yeah. I'm slipping. I'm rocking it. Yeah, yeah. can you get it out? Is the question. 
Yeah, yeah. It's just it's rubber bands. Oh, it's, it's rubber bands and plats. That's oh, okay. it. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're yeah. Good to go. Yo, you can find me on Instagram at IM302YODA. All right. And you can find Bruising Banter Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Bruising Banter Podcast. You can even go to www.bruisingbanter.com if you want to get some merch like this. I share it like that. Uh, and uh, and find out all the platforms because we are on, on, you can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can even say, uh, Alexa, play Bruising Banter Podcast because we are on Amazon Music, Pandora, iHeart, like I said, everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. I know your Alexa don't listen to you at all. Alexa, play with Yeah, she don't know your voice. She don't know what your like your voice changes every time you say her name. Because no, I always say Alexa like that. I say Alexa. That's <laughs> when I when I did the training, I said, Alexa. Alexa. <laughs> play. Oh, so I wanted to I be she hate, she hate her name when you say it. She yeah, like can't Eric, can't make, let Erica say my name, please. No, because yeah. she said, Ooh, I love you, Robbie G. When I when I say it like that. <laughs> you tell her to call you Robbie G? I don't know. That's she, she she's an AI. She made her <laughs> she's smarter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you want to follow me, Rob G. I am too, man. I Once again, we want to thank uh, Mr. Jamal Lemon for coming on the podcast. This has yes, been sir. episode 208 oh. of Bruising Bender Podcast. Eight. Until Work. next time. Have a good week, everyone. Be Peace. safe. I'll talk to you. Peace. Peace. Go. 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 Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up.